Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a, hey, you're doing great or you look nice or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, the relationships or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. beautiful people. This is another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. And today I'm so honored to have Brenda on. Brenda and I met at a networking group and her booth was right next to mine. And I thought, what is Be Bright? I've never heard of it. I was very interested in it. So we have Brenda here to explain to us uh, what the organization is about. Well, thanks for having us. I really appreciate you just reaching out and um, helping all of your listeners know more about Be Bright, we are an organization that exists to bring awareness and raise funding to educate refugee girls in Thailand so that they won't be trafficked. Now, how did you hear about this? How did you even know this was going on? I went to visit them in 2019 on a mission trip with my church, and it was the first time I had ever done something like that, and met these beautiful girls that are just like our girls here in the U.S., learned more about what their life is like and what they're facing, and came home and really felt like there was something that we could do to help. You felt like the passion, like you need to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it really isn't that hard to make a difference. And we can change their lives forever to give them the opportunity to to receive an education, right? That's something that will never be taken from them is right. their education. And they're refugees. They have nothing. They don't have money. A lot of times they don't have a family. What about shelter? Do they have a place to stay? They do have a place to stay. And that's where we went to visit um, during that trip in 2019. So they do have a place to stay and food to eat and clothes to wear and access to, you know, education in their elementary and high school. But then what, right? Then what happens to them? So who's, how are they getting that money? Um, Well, it's run by a group called Faith House. Faith House. They have, they receive donations and, and things like that too. But Be Bright's focus is for the post-secondary education. The UN says that three out of 100 refugee children will receive a post-secondary degree. Right now we have 12 girls in university, right? So the norm, the average is three out of 100. And right now we have 12 with four more graduating in the spring. Okay. Well, that that's, you know, so it's fabulous. advanced, you know, yeah. much more advanced. Mm-hmm. So these, these women or children, how old are they? They run usually from about six years old. I think there's a girl who's six there now to 26. And the reason why they're a little bit older is because they didn't start their education when we would think, you know, normally our children in the U S would, uh, because they were orphaned or they didn't have access to it or they, you know, for lots of different reasons. So it usually takes them a little bit longer to get through high school. It could be late late teens, early 20s by the okay. time that happens. Now, do you think, now, when you say refugee, 
are you saying that they did not have any family, like they were just on the run, or what does that word mean? So that word means that they lived in Myanmar, which is the country next to Thailand, and there's been a civil war happening there for about 60 years, but two years ago... I never heard of that. I know. Nobody (laughs) talks about that, Nobody talks about that. Wow. So that's because they're fighting themselves, right? There wasn't like another country that invaded like the Ukraine. It was all internal in their country. Right. And then we act like, well, we don't care because it has nothing to do with us. Or we don't hear about it. Right. right? We don't hear about it. It's not on our news media. So those people have been fleeing that country to flee the Civil War and flee this military coup that now the military is going and trying to wipe off this ethnicity this this ethnic group off of the face of the earth. You're right? meaning the the girls. The girls. They're they're called Karen. What? Mm-hmm. What? It, why are they called Karen? Well, that's just that's just the name of their ethnic group, right within Myanmar. Okay. And for whatever reason, this particular government doesn't want them there anymore. So they're <laughs> fleeing, right? Sometimes with their families, sometimes without their families, that country, because if not, they're getting, their villages are being burned, the men are being killed, and the women are being raped, and that's that. Oh, my gosh. This is going on? Yes. Yes, it is. So that's why they come to Thailand, right, and they don't have anything, or they come with their families, but they don't have a job, they don't have money for food and shelter, right? And so the family is scrambling to try and rebuild their life in Thailand. Okay. And there are a lot of refugees in this particular town in Thailand, but the Thai people aren't like the like the American people. American people are very benevolent, right? They're yes. very charity-minded. Whereas not and not to disparage Thailand, but they they just don't they don't have those social safety nets that we do in our country. Oh, so people are left on their own to either find a job and, and then if someone gets sick or someone does get hurt or, you know, something happens and a parent right. passes away, now the, the child is even more on their own, right? And they're so vulnerable to being trafficked <sighs> because that is another problem that's yes. going on. Oh, right? yes. That we're so, not talking about still. Right. So, um so what we're trying to do is to prevent them from being trafficked before it happens, right? Like, let's stop it before it starts. Yes, absolutely. So if we can get them into this program at Faith House, they can be taken care of and then get them an education. They have a whole new path on life that they wouldn't have had otherwise because because of the dire circumstances that they were in. Now, do you find that they are mostly motivated and they want to do this, or do you find some that are just like... I don't want to do it. Like, you know, maybe they've been through a lot. Maybe they're, you well, know, they it's not like they're getting mental health right. you know, advice. And that's part of what we're trying to help with, too, because most of the girls who come into this are traumatized. They aren't necessarily abused, but they've been abandoned. They've seen yes. very traumatic events just on their journey, you know, into a different country and right. what's happened to their family and so forth. So there's a lot of trauma involved in in their lives and how do we how do the people that are there care for them in a trauma informed way right so what did you see when you were there Brenda I mean were you at Faith House House? Mm -hmm. you were at the Faith House now was it more like describe to us what it looked like yeah so the one of the beautiful things that they do is it's very much a family environment they have like dormitories so the girls are usually four or five girls in a room the women who care for them are from the Philippines. They are lovely, 
caring oh, women, wonderful. right? Who who have given up their lives to come and and care for these girls. And how long have they been doing this? Fifteen years. Really, fifteen years having this faith house mm-hmm. in Thailand and a place for these girls to to find shelter and find someone who cares about them and who wants the best for them and not wants to traffic them. It scares me because what if people hear about this? You know? Well, that's one of the things we've talked to them about right. is making sure that they have a fence up that goes around the property, that they have video cameras for security, right, with all of this technology right. that we have. But for them... They need the funding. You know, they need the funding for that. Okay. And they, we've been helping, you know, some of that with the Bible Chapel, too. They're getting some money that way to help with some capital expenditures. Right, security is an issue, and they had just put a new highway in behind this area, right? So it is a concern that someone could grab the girl and leave on the highway, and you'd never see her again. Uh Oh, my. So when you came home after this trip and the things that you saw and the girls that you met, I mean, how did, did you form a connection with them, or just did you just have that you know, inside thinking, I need to help them. Well, one of the things that we need to realize is that women are very similar around the world, right? We all love to be women. And our young girls are very similar to their girls, right? They love to have their little cross body bag and their jeans and their t-shirt and their hair. They love to do their hair all the time, right? Yeah. They're doing each other's hair, bows, glitter, all that stuff. So it just struck me that, you know, these girls just need a chance, right? They just need an opportunity. And it doesn't cost a lot to send them to university, about $5,000 a year, which is... That's, to us, that's like, oh my gosh. And I'm not not saying that's not a lot of money, but to them, it's a lot of money. That would probably be like 50,000 here. Sure. Right? Right. You know, I mean... So I came home and I thought, you know, we have, there's enough people around... We have enough money in this country to help do that, to help, right? you know, help these girls get an opportunity to go get an education. Again, something that can never be taken away. And like I said, we're supporting right now 12 girls in university. So it's a university in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Nice. Sometimes in the same city that they are in, sometimes in another city. Okay. Right. There's four or five girls in a different city that's about five hours north of where they live right now. Yeah. So, but that includes, you know, an apartment for them to live in, transportation, food, their their tuition, all of that stuff. Right. Because you know we don't think about you got to buy books, you got to you know. I mean, there's just right computer or whatever. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. Yes. Absolutely. So, so this was 2019 when you went on this trip. Yes. Okay. So what the Be Bright that is who developed that? I did. You are the founder. Yes, of? I did. I built it and made it and came up with the idea and did all the. Oh my gosh, stuff. Brenda! Because <laughs> at first I wasn't sure. Like you know, we were talking and you know back and forth, and a lot of times with my guests, I'm like, I just kind of ask questions and find out more and more and right. deeper, deeper. So I was wondering where you came up with the Be Bright because I thought, and when you we were talking about this in our teas, you said Be Bright in the darkness, mm-hmm. shed that little light. Well, so we live in a dark world, right? We do, and. It can be frustrating, and it can be right. scary, and it can be, oh, no, what do I do? Right. But we need to be lights in the darkness, right? And it, even if we are one little light in the darkness, the darkness will never overcome it. Right, because so, I mean, we're going to lose. I lose sleep over these kind of things, right. wondering, like, you know, and I think we all have that conscience that, you know, we'd love to help 
but people just don't know what to do. Right. And that's why I'm excited. And that's why I felt compelled to put this together because now there's a way to make a difference. There is a way to help, right? This organization sends money to Faith House so that they can then pay you know for education. Then I know it's going there. Then I know it's going right. there. I know how it's being spent. I trust how it's being spent. I've seen it myself. I've been there twice. I'm planning to right. go this spring in 2023. So my message is we can be lights in the darkness, so we should be bright. Yes, I love that. I am just so excited. I didn't realize you were the founder. I mean, this is amazing. You go there in 2019, COVID's going on. Right, COVID had just hit. Yeah, so like a lot of stuff, people were just like, you know, in the depression and how we just felt like, whoa, what is going on with, you know, Mm -hmm. our country? And I think that developing something like this when this is all going on was just, it's just amazing that you felt, you knew that this is your mission. Like this is something you needed to do. Well, and I... I did, but I knew that the timing had to be right, too, because it was in the spring of 2019 that we went, and then COVID happened the next year as we were preparing to go again. Right. When I came back, my friend said, you need to you need to start this. And I said, well, I don't think the timing's quite right. And right. had I done it then, it wouldn't have taken off because of COVID and all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just... But now, you know, you asked earlier if I, if I connected with these girls. I'm friends with them on Facebook. I see what they post. They see what I post. We message message each other on Facebook Messenger. We Zoom call each other. Oh right? I talk gosh. with Maria at Faith House weekly. So Maria's like the director. She's the director. Okay. And you've established a friendship with yeah. her. Yeah. Well, it's more than that now. It's right. a sisterhood with her because we're. I'm helping her, you know, and she's she would have never... she And she said to me... She said, Brenda, you they need speak to know. English, right? They do. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. The, and the older girls, right, are speaking English, and of course Maria does. She said, Brenda, I want you to know that these girls came to me and said, teacher, that's what they call her, it, can I go to university? And she said, yes, honey, of course you can. And she walks back into her bedroom later that night, and she sat on her bed, and she thought, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But she gives these girls hope. Right. And that's what they need. As the events would happen, right? That's when I that's when I came over on this mission trip with my church. Right. See how things happen. And so um You were meant to meet. It was meant to be at that time. And it was meant to for me to help and build this organization so that people we can all come together, right? And make a difference. So bless you, she said she said you showed up. And that is the other message too for your listeners and for people is to all we have to do is show up. And it doesn't we're all have talk. to be. Yeah, we're all talk. It doesn't have oh, to yeah. be we'll help big, you. you know, millions and millions of dollars. Right. It can be $25 a month, right? Yes. It could be $50 a month. Whatever you pay on a, you know, spend on a pedicure. Right. right? Please, I just spent money on a coffee today that was <laughs> ridiculous. Right? And But you those know. little things together, if we all come together and work together, you can change the world. You can. You can. can. And I, you know, I just love your passion. I can see it in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And for a minute there, I was getting teary-eyed when you said that Maria was like, yes, you can do this. Because you have to give them hope. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it scares me because, like you said, a lot of them were through trauma. So, you know, here they have, they need to see that light. Mm -hmm. They need to see that light. Right. And that's why we can be lights in the darkness anywhere in the world, because... We have the technology to do that, right? right? We have the ability to go and be there and see them and connect with them and learn about their lives and 
and give them the hope, right? And that's what's so cool is the first girl who's graduating with her college degree is graduating in the spring. I was going to ask you if anybody has graduated yet. No, she will be the first. She'll be the first. was at Faith House when she was six years old. Oh. And she was there for a couple of years, and her grandmother came back um, and and said, I need my granddaughter back. I need to put her to work for my family. She needs to make money. And Maria said, she's doing so well in school and she loves studying. Please don't take her. And the grandmother said, well, I need, I need her to make money. And Maria said, how much money? And she said, $400 a month. So Maria paid her $400 a month. What? Where did she get that money? From donations. And again, God provides, God provides, right? Right. So that's, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, so she did that so that this girl could continue her studies and go through her education. And that is the, that is the bright ray of light is that she is graduating in the spring Gosh. with her college degree. In, How old is she? Um, I think she's like 24, 25. Okay. In um, social studies or social sciences. But what's going on is now she's the ray of light for all of the girls coming behind her, right? All yes. of the girls in university right now and those coming coming along, they see an opportunity. They say, hey, I've got a way She's done it. I can do it. Exactly. That's what, that's the hope. And seeing somebody actually go through the whole system. Now, let me ask you this. When the grandma came to ask Maria for her granddaughter back, doesn't she have more of the rights? I mean, is there like, what is, I I don't don't know, like the legal, you know, of course it's a different country. So things are, are a little different and maybe Maria had a guardian status there. I don't know. Right. Right. You know, of course, I'm sure if the grandmother really wanted to, she, she would have never she let her go. Yeah. snatched her out and said, "Okay, we're leaving." But right again, but it's almost like she waited for her to get to that age where she could do work. Do you know well, what I mean? Again, if she was six years old, there's this different. It's a different way of life. It's a different culture. And when you're desperate, right? Americans don't really know what it's like to be desperate for food per se, because right. we have a lot of services that can help us. Right, but. When they're desperate for food and they see a way and there's these very bad people preying on their vulnerable saying, you know, if you give me your daughter for $400 a week, you know, I will pay you. She can work in a sweatshop and she can do all of these other horrible things through the human trafficking side of it. You when know. you say sweatshop, I mean, I, I think we all have that vision that, you know, they're sitting there, they're, they're constantly in a factory. Right, and working, working, working. Working, working. But what kind, do you know of any of the sweatshops they, they have there? Or? Well, I've never, I've never seen them, but they, they've told me, right, that it's a, probably a 12, 16-hour-a-day work, out, you know, 16 hours a day. But then what happens is they go and sleep in the corner at night. So right. they don't have. They a bed. don't have a bed. They don't have a place. They stay at that factory all the time, and they just go and work, and then they go and sleep. And oh they might provide gosh. them a little food. Right? It's horrible. I know. Think about that. I mean, we have holidays, and we have this, and we have that, and they're working twenty four seven. That's ridiculous. For a minute, for a very. I mean, we're not even talking a minimum wage. We're talking fifty cents a day. Right. And it's not like they can go get a place. Well, exactly. They have no money. Really, you know, this is something that needs to be talked about because I don't think a lot of people know that this is going on in Thailand. Well, well, it happened and they, they would hear bits and pieces of it. You know, you might hear it on the news, but then it goes away because the news cycle just is so fast in our country. Right. The, well, right. They, let me shock you. Let me give you a different yeah. story. How can I get your eyeballs on right. my news story? Right. Exactly. But this is, so, but this is happening. Right. And you there know, almost should be like, and hey, maybe Jenny D will start this, but there almost needs to be 
a kind of like a, a platform or somewhere where people can go and say, hey, how can I help? Like, I really want to help in some type of organization. Right. You know, and if I had different organizations and companies that were trying to really make a difference, because I think it's hard for us when we go to the store and they say, would you like to donate to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, Okay, or but you don't know if that money's really going right, or maybe it's maybe it's only seventy percent of that money, right? And they're right. keeping thirty percent for themselves. Exactly, right? somebody's and we, keeping. We try and keep our administration costs super low, very very low, if not at all. Right? right. My husband and I have said we are going to cover those costs so that everything that you give goes to the girls. Right? I love it, and. I send money over there. We can't send things over there because it gets hung up in customs. It will get stolen, Ooh. right? It's more. So how do you get money over there without? Just do a wire transfer at the bank. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Maria can get that. And Maria uses that, and then they have malls, right? They have shopping centers. Right. They have stuff, stuff just like we do here. That it's a fraction. It's a probably like the the Thai bot is thirty to one, right? So they. What you does can, that mean? Honey? It means oh, the money. The money is. The dollar goes Currency. a long way okay. in Thailand. Oh, really? A okay. long way, right? It's five thousand dollars a year compared to our fifty thousand dollars a year. Right. right? Oh so. my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So tell us how we can help. Well, like I said, part of the vision for this was saying, if we had people that gave monthly twenty five dollars a month, fifty, hundred, whatever you feel led to give. Then we put all of that together, and once a month, a couple times a month, we send money over to help pay for their education. And, and you know, you can sign up for a newsletter. All of this is at bebright.org. I was just going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Okay, bebright.org. Right. So that is your website. B, B-R-I-G-H-T. So there's two Bs, R-I-G-H-T dot Right, because I think people are thinking B-E, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Right. So it's two And Bs. they can donate there. They can contact us and sign up for an, uh, the e-newsletter. I send out a newsletter every month to give updates, and they can see what's happening with the girls and, and get to know them. Um, we do events, right? We have this ornament exchange coming up at, for Christmas, and we do teas. So that's like a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you... And, you know, when you had that booth at that Women's Day that we had, uh, I think it was in August, mm-hmm. what, you were just trying to get awareness out there. Just help people know, right? People say, how can I help? Right. Be Bright is a place that you that has been created for you to help if you feel compelled. And again, there's a lot of different stories that go on through Be Bright. We have refugees, we have, you know, young girls not not being trafficked, women's education, right? How can we build strong women, right? And that's what we're here to do. And so there's whatever that touch point is for you, right? right? Be Bright can help connect you in and help make a difference for these girls. Right. Thank you so much. I mean, this was this is something that I'm passionate about, especially when you talk about sex trafficking. I will have a podcast on that in a couple of weeks after yeah. yours airs, but it's I don't think that we want to talk about it because it scares us. You know, and we don't think it's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. We don't think it's going to happen to someone close to us, but when you were saying about Pittsburgh off the air, what did you say that... Right. So I, I won't steal the thunder of who's coming in the, a couple of weeks. But right. So the traffic, human trafficking in this world has 40 million people involved in it you mean, that are being trafficked currently. And this is, is this mostly men or is it men and women? Um, I don't know what the breakdown is for, yeah. for men, women, children, right, right, that are being enslaved. Right. But it's a $7.5 billion industry and 40 million people have been caught up in it. And so people say, 
Well, where? Where is that happening? Right, I never, yeah. Pittsburgh is number 10 city in our country for trafficking people because of our interstate um, oh connectivity and of our highways that are around our city. Because it's easy access. Easy to access to other states, right? New oh. York, Maryland, Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia. Because of our sports teams, right? So the sports teams, they don't obviously sponsor that, but other people bring in trafficked people to those events and, you know, whatever happens, happens, and then they take them on to the next event, right? Just like you hear about the Super Bowl a lot, that, that that's what, what goes on. It's the ugly underbelly that nobody wants to talk about, right. but we need to start talking about it and we need to bring light to right. the darkness. Be aware. Right. Be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I really think that, you know, and like we said about technology, even here, you know, we don't think it happens here. We think it happens in foreign countries, but it's it's happening everywhere. Right. With going back to what your organization's about, educating, I mean, we think of it as like, oh, education, like it's so easy for us, but it's not no, it's, it's not, not when you don't have the funds. And, and it breaks the cycle of poverty, right? So how do we break the cycle of poverty and vulnerability that these girls have? Education right. is the key for that, right? And to see, and, and the hope. Yes. So they have, they have the education, access to it. They have the hope. Now they just need the money to help pay for that so that they can buckle down, do their right. studies, get good grades, and go on and get you know, a great job that they can take care of themselves. Maybe they do send some money back to their family, right? A lot of these girls now even have hearts to help other people in their country, whether it's Myanmar or Thailand, right? who face similar situations that they do because they can see how they've been helped through it too. Exactly, right. exactly. And people giving money and funds or, and knowing that they've helped five or six mm-hmm. or you know, even a one girl get through the system of education right. and the university. And then they come out of it and they, yeah. is there like a job lined up or do they have to? Well, um, again, we have the first one graduating this spring so we'll and she see. has an internship already. Okay. Right. So, you know, it's but just a matter of. She has to stay of- in Thailand. Yes. Okay. Part of the other issue is that they don't, you know, it's important for people to know they don't have IDs, right? We have our social security card. Right. And as an adult, we usually have a driver's license, but that's our identification. Some of us even have passports. They don't have that, right? They don't have an ID. Some of them are in Thailand illegally. There's no way for them to have an ID. So if they can get a 10-year ID or an educational visa, that gets them so far. But again, if someone wants to take them... They have no way to prove who they are. So the guy says, you're mine. You're, she's my wife or she's my sister. And the girl might say, no, I'm not. But the police don't have any ID. And so they go send them along their way. Yes, that's so true. Right? So we help them get an ID, which is expensive, of course, because right. that's what the government has done. That can help protect them, too. Right. Wow. So I think what's really important is for people to know you can make a difference. And it doesn't have to be millions and millions of dollars. Right. $25 a month. 50, 100, whatever, again, a whatever, month. yeah. And we can send that over and help them achieve their goals and change their lives forever. Ever. Forever. Oh, mm-hmm. Brenda, this gives me so much hope. Good. And I feel like I have so much to look forward to because I, you just started this in 2019 mm-hmm. and look at, it's 2022. Right. And I'm sure it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And what you're doing is, I thank you. Well, it's it's what I'm here to do, right? right? I mean, it's what I what my passion is for for this period of my life and you know, I've been brought to this moment too with all the experience I've had in the past. So, yeah, right. I'm loving it. It's great. I know. And you know, it's it's something about helping each other. I mean, 
with my podcast, I feel like if I can bring awareness Mm -hmm. and I can bring organizations like this so people can hear about them and if they don't know, my listeners. And so, I mean, I feel like we are helping each other. We're helping other peeps about awareness and knowing that this is going on. Yeah. And we don't want to talk about it because maybe it makes us sad, but this is real life. Right. Well, and that there's something we can actually do about it. It's good to know about it, but then when you can say, and I can make a difference so that I can change the trajectory for these young girls so that they don't have to live like that, they don't have to be exposed to that, they don't have to be vulnerable... That's like there's a there's not just an awareness there's an action that can go happen there too exactly mm-hmm. exactly oh Brenda thank you so much yes, for joining thank me thank you for having us this, it's great oh, this, to yeah this chat was with you gr- this was so great honey thank you I mean I feel like I I just hope that you know we'll get more awareness and we will talk maybe when you go to see the first graduate yeah and you're in the spring reconnect and do another podcast to hear about what's going on. Yeah. Give you an update. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Brenda. Thank you. Appreciate it. This was Spill With Me, Jenny D. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers, or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny D.